welcome to the Pirate Parent Podcast. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Guess what? What? I'm bringing it back, the 70s. Oh, goodness. This is going to be out of my league again. (laughs) It might be, but it's going with our theme. Okay. All right. Um, You are the Akeem to my semi. I have no idea. Are you on a sports? Akeem. Nope. Movie. Movie. Mm. Akeem to my semi. (laughs) <laughs> Coming to America. Oh, yes. Akeem. Okay, I did see and that. Yes. I did see that. My husband did an entire like section of the movie this morning for me. So that was oh, my inspiration. Very nice. Okay, he need, did some James Earl Jones. one decade for me. The oh, time. Well, you're awfully picky about it. But I, I do <laughs> feel like I watched it just the other day on TV. Yeah, good movie. So you've seen it. I have, yes. But I just don't what, remember it because I saw it when I was really little. <laughs> oh, all right. So everyone, we have a very special guest for you today. We have Dr. Rob Gardner. He is coming to us from our district office and he is our assistant assistant superintendent for many, many things, human resources, um, just good behavior in general. He's our person that we go to if we have questions about so many different things. That's exactly what I was going to say. Rob Gardner is, you know, we have questions around the building. He is the first person who we reach out to. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to describe him as kind of the all-knowing one that really um, is able to give us some really good suggestions, advice, and perspective. Um, And we are excited to have him on the show today. Yeah, he has been around uh, Platte County for a very, very long time. I'm not even sure. Hopefully, he'll share with us a little bit today about his career, but I feel like it's been the entire time, but I don't know if that's true or not. So I also feel like we're going to get some really good scoop out of him today. Mm, Yes. You know, last time Dr. Reich shared with us that he was a music and art teacher. (laughs) Yes, he Mm. did. (laughs) I thought felt like that was questionable and a fact check needed to happen. (laughs) I did not call Illinois or Indiana (laughs) or wherever. To see who would hire him for that. (laughs) Right. But I felt like that needed to be double checked. Mm-hmm. But he he contests that that's really what happened. So I believe him. So we're gonna go and we're gonna dig into Dr. Gardner. We're gonna get him to admit something nobody else knows. Ooh. That's what I'm excited Let's go for about. It. Okay, everybody. In just a moment, you'll help us enjoy another episode of Pirate Parent Podcast. <music> Dr. Gardner, welcome to the house. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You have to get closer, Dr. Gardner. Oh, <laughs> well, sorry. Oh, we have to turn on the sound. That would help. Right. We did okay. We did turn it off just so we wouldn't pick up any extra noise. <laughs> sorry about that, Dr. Gardner. No problem. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We're excited to have you at Seagrist Elementary at the home of our podcast. Um, okay. So I was just asking Kelly about uh, coming to America, and that was... You and I, I don't know if we can say this or not, but I think we're the exact same age. I think so. Pretty close. Pretty close. Within a year or so, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you remember coming to America? I do. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Arsenio Hall. McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they have the Big one. Mac. We have the Big <laughs> right. Mac. Do you remember the name of the country they came from? Uh, Zamunda. Zamunda. That was it. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I only remember because of my husband's reenactment this morning, um, and he did a really good <laughs> James Earl Jones impression. Mm. It was He's very got a nice. great voice, doesn't he? He does. It's perfect voice for that. Do you so. know who's the voice of Darth Vader? 
James Earl Jones? Yeah. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. Huh. You didn't know that? No, I did not. Well, you need to go back. Check that out. <laughs> well, Dr. Gardner, here's something you need to know about Callie. Um, <laughs> she was born in a different decade than us. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And yeah. so sometimes she um, rejects anything that happened prior to her birth. <laughs> it never happened. It never happened. Yeah. And so let's talk about that for just a second. Okay. I was thinking the other day about things that happened in my generation that did not happen in your generation, Callie. Okay. And we're so not, Dr. Gardner. not that far apart, but we are exactly, I guess, exactly one decade. I feel like I'm going to name some things that never happened in your generation. Just a second. All right. Let's go for it. Okay. And Dr. Gardner is the, uh, all, he's on my side, literally. And figuratively, like on the side of the table, uh -huh. even. So, is this like a seventies versus eighties? Yeah, might be. Okay. Yeah, yeah it could be. And let's let's keep in mind that you're you were maybe been born in the eighties, but you were raised in the nineties. I was born in the seventies, but like my formative years were in the eighties. Okay. So let's get right down to it. All right. What is something that you that happened in your generation that you think probably nobody else will? really be able to make a connection to. I'm sure we have listeners out there that are going to be like, right on, Callie Young, you right. nailed it. And then there's going to be a lot less listeners <laughs> that are going to be able to um, identify with Dr. Gardner and I. Okay. Um, I'm thinking back to, and I'm going to go for the 80s because I feel like I was pretty, pretty in with the 80s. Um, carrying around a giant boombox with a cassette recorder so I could record um, record music off the radio and then I'd have copies of those oh, songs. Oh, yeah, a mixtape. Yeah, and be able to listen to those and dance to those. So those, um, I remember doing that back in the 80s. Did you carry it on your shoulder? No, it would not fit on my shoulder. It was one of those that you hold oh, with your hand. It was, yeah, big one. And so how did you make mixtapes for other people? Uh, no, just for myself and for dances. Oh. <laughs> that was it. Nice. Uh -huh. That's very interesting. Yes, Dr. Gardner. What did you have? <laughs> uh, we also had a boom box, uh -huh. but we had cassette tapes. I don't think anyone buys albums anymore. They like, uh, they, they download songs yeah. or mm -hmm. they yeah. Uh, yeah. Spotify or whatever. I think they sell retro stuff and Do then they? you can buy like retro vinyl. I don't know stuff. anyone that buys records, like vinyl no, records. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah. Like in the yeah. big album sleeve and those types of things. I don't think anybody does that anymore, but. Um, yeah, we had a boom box. We put the okay. tape and then eventually yep. the CD. Yes. Right? Yes. If, if, Walkman. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I do remember the Walkman. They got kind of smaller and smaller as they evolved and yeah. eventually you got them in your car. Yes. Right. Or you had the, the conversion thing where you put the tape cassette in. <laughs> yes. And then you had a, yeah, a, and then a little cord, CD. a little cord came out yes. of it. That was great. That, that was it. great. Yeah. Okay. So did you have, um, did you get records out of a cereal box? Wait, what? No. They were plastic, but uh, they had music on them, and you could get them as a prize in your cereal box and put them on your record player. Yeah, our parents didn't buy, like, the good cereal. <laughs> oh, I didn't either. I had to go to Frank Ellis's house, who was down the street. I uh, hope Frank's okay with me using his name on his podcast, but no, Dr. We, Pepper and vinyl no, records. We, we didn't have the the, uh, the good stuff, the Fruit Loops and the yeah. Frosted Flakes. Yeah. And it was like the generic stuff. Oh, and they used to put all sorts of stuff in cereal. They don't do that anymore, do they? Yeah, that's awesome. You take like a brand new, you know, open the box up, shove your arm in there and pull out like the plastic toy. And then, then you'd eat the rest of the cereal, right? What a Sometimes. Crazy concept. Yeah. <laughs> or you dump the whole thing out because you couldn't find yeah. it. Yeah. Where is my secret decoder ring? Yeah. And your mom would walk in and your arm would be, you'd be up to like your elbow <laughs> and cereal. You washed your hands, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, sure. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is your thing from your decade that Callie's not going to remember? Oh, boy. Do, had you ever gone to, like, a drive-in? Yes. 
you'd have. I have, yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Hmm. What else do you got? Oh, she's <laughs> challenged you. Challenge. Wow. What else do you yeah. got? <laughs> Uh, did you ever ride in a station wagon in oh, which the seat yes, faced yes. the Backwards. other word? Yes. One Dang of my, my best friend had a station wagon and we would, the only thing was I would get car sick, but I would try to face backwards and, and I loved it back there. And we'd wave and try to see how many people we could get to honk yeah. at us. Uh-huh. Yeah. My yeah. friend Margaret's parents had one, a long blue station wagon that had the seat going backwards. Yes. It was awesome. It was That's impressive. How about, have you ever ridden in a car that had a column shift? You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking like, about. Like uh, <laughs> if you have a stick shift, it's on the it's on the console. It's like on the floor, right? Yeah. So you manually you put it in the first gear, second gear, third gear. Have you ever ridden in a car that has it in a column? Like right. there, like you put it into drive or that park was actually or in the 80s too. But you probably weren't driving. I wasn't then. driving in the 80s, no? so no. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, so nice you would job, start your Dr. car Burr. and you would like grab the, this be like the steering wheel. You'd put it into reverse or park or oh. something. It was right up by the steering wheel. Now they're all like on the floor and that. And See, that I can't do. Off. I don't do a manual transmission. Did you ever have one? I mean, I think we all had to learn on one at some point. So Yeah, I tried. Um, It did not work so well. Mm -hmm. Having three pedals at the bottom was too much. (laughs) Too much to manage for (laughs) you. Too much. I can't even imagine you in your 12-inch heels trying to drive a a stick shift. I don't think that would be very successful. Not not very safe. (laughs) You'd have to throw those off. Just go barefoot or something. Okay, so in my formative teen years, um, three-way calling. Oh, yes. Three-way yes. calling. I remember. It was the our decades form of bullying. I've decided because you would get, uh, you would call but not tell someone that, that there was somebody line. else on the line. Yes. And some of you get them to admit they liked a boy or mm-hmm. that they liked a girl or that you were mad at a friend. And then it was all block. Oh. Do you remember you could block out your number, yeah. the numbers, mm-hmm. and then also the emergency breakthroughs. Mm. Do you remember that? I don't. I think I tried an emergency breakthrough and I got in big a trouble from the parent or my parent. So that was the end of that. Ooh. There were lots of fun things on the phones mm-hmm. back then. And long cords. So because mm-hmm. there's only a couple of phones in your house. And Correct. so you had to, before the cordless phone, there were these enormously long cords. I'm surprised nobody broke their neck in my house getting caught up in that cord. <laughs> but we would take it all the way down the hall and around the corner to get some privacy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yes. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Phone cord. Come as you are parties. I don't know what that is. I don't either. When I was a little girl, you had a come as you are party. You would get an invite that said you come as you are at 7 o'clock in the morning. So everybody would wear pajamas. Huh. I must have gotten my invite to those. <laughs> I think adults had them too, like, you know, come at 4 o'clock are. in the afternoon huh. on Friday. Nope. I don't know. Maybe it was just a thing in Topeka. Now we do pancakes and pajamas. That's what we did at our house mm-hmm. this year. Yeah. You had them show up in the morning in their pajamas. Okay. But it was not a come as you are party. Mm-hmm. It kind of was, I guess. But yeah. Huh. There you go, people. Okay. So well, if you uh if you can relate to any of that stuff, this podcast is right up your alley. <laughs> it's right for you. It's so right for you. Thinking about going back a few years, Dr. Gardner, why don't you share with us um, you know, your history in education and in Platte County? Okay. Well, I came, uh, my first year of the district was 1996. I was a uh, sixth grade reading teacher and I taught, uh, I taught seventh grade science. I think it was a a one section. And then my second year I did the same thing. And my third year I had an opportunity um, at Platte City Middle School under Terry Hart to um, do kind of a split, a half and half. So I would teach in the morning my first uh, three or four hours. I forget what it was. Mm -hmm. 
And then I would be in the office in the um, the latter part of the day, right after lunch. And I had a colleague that did the opposite. So um, it was kind of like halftime teacher, halftime assistant principal. And I did that for two years. And um, after that, I got my own building. Uh, Paxton was was ready to move their their guy on. Ron Harmon was the, the principal there, and he went to central office. And so I started my career as an elementary principal at that point in time. And then Paxton went under a massive reconstruction project and added the, the wing that we, we see so prevalent today and made it a fourth and fifth grade um, center. And I think I was there for seven years, uh, went to Rising Star for a year to be principal and then a curriculum director. So that was another kind of half and half kind of uh, position. And then um, I went over to central office for two years in academic services and I've been um, over there now for, oh gosh, I think 14 years. I spent wow. two in academic okay. services and then the rest have been um, what, what we've deemed as kind of that support services. It's personnel and operations. So um, I've worked for two superintendents, Mark Harps and Mike Reich. Um, we were very fortunate to have two wonderful people, wonderful leaders. And um, I've, I've never even filled out another job application. I've been here what, 24 years, and I love it. I love everything about it. I love the kids. I love the families, all the staff. I love the, the camaraderie. The Pirate Nation is something that I truly believe in um, and, and hopefully can, can finish my career here. That, that's my goal. That's my aspirations. Um, well, I think it's time to tell you the reason you've been invited. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, we consider you our boss, and yes. uh, along with the other two, gentlemen at central office. Um, we appreciate the support you provide for us in so many different ways. And, um, I don't know that, you know, most of our parents are, I, I frequently get comments about how talented our teachers are, um, how lucky they are to have, um, had their child in a classroom with uh, caring adults who um, look out for them K-12. And so I, truly believe um, 99.9% .9 of that is because you have um, provided a great place for them to land. You've made it a priority to make sure that we have good people in our school district for the last 24 years, even though that may not have been your charge for the last 24 years, it's been a goal for you. So I thank you for that. For sure. Thank you. But, uh, you know, I think, I think it has to come down to, um, you know, the right people applying and, and being selected. And we've obviously developed processes for that. But I, I think um, there, are, there are so many positive things and so many wonderful people here that from the classroom to the boardroom, it, it all matters. The community is fantastic. We, have, we just have outstanding support for this, um, for this district and this community. And it's, it's, a, it's a real privilege for me to come to work every day. I love what I do. Um, um, not every day, but but I love what working here, and I think that um, the majority of people really enjoy and have a great experience with us. And for those that don't, we'll take that feedback. We'll we'll we'll, we'll um, absorb that, and we'll try to do better. Um, we are a continuous improvement district, so it's it's not one person; it's it's all of us. I, I truly believe that. We'll come back to the personnel thing, but you mentioned when you walked in this morning to Seagrest. Um, that you were awfully tired. Why is that, Dr. Gardner? Well, one of the wonderful jobs that I have is to uh, work with a team of folks to get up early and, and drive roads and, and check the conditions to see if uh, we have concerns, whether or not we can 
transport kids safely to and from school. So um, part of that routine is to get up around four and watch the news real quick and then jump in my truck and start hitting the road. So we have a crew of folks, our transportation director and, and um, maintenance director and our operations director kind of all have routes that we run and we talk on the phone or text and um, trying to evaluate north, south, east, west. We cover about 100 square miles. So there's a lot of road um, to cover and make sure that we've got rural um, county roads, uh, city Kansas City roads, highways, bridges, gravel roads, all those covered. And, and meanwhile, we're checking in with other superintendents and I'm calling my boss and kind of keeping them appraised. And, and ultimately, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of you try to put all the pieces together and go with the best information you have and kind of predict what's going to happen in a couple hours and if we can make it or not. And I give that, that recommendation to, to my boss and we kind of talk about what we want to do. So today was a little tricky. Uh, I hope everybody comes in okay and uh, we'll probably run a little late, but, but um, you know, that's, that's one of the most difficult aspects of the job is to kind of predict what's going to happen. And that's, uh, um, that's kind of crystal ball stuff. You just go with the best information you have and, and, and try to make good decisions off of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that um, we can um, all second guess when the day's over, whether we should have been in school or whether we should not have been in school. And if you live anywhere in the Midwest or in um, any place that gets any sort of varied weather, um, everybody has an opinion about snow days sure. and sure. there's no right or wrong answer. Uh, you have school, there will be people that um, struggle to get here or have a particular circumstance, their driveway, their road out in front of their house. And I know that you guys have to make a decision that works for the majority of people and also weighs the concern that people have about adding days at the end of the year. And that's a hard place to be. So um, I certainly appreciate that I'm not the person that has to make that decision. Correct. I'm glad that I'm not the one out on the roads at four o'clock trying to make a decision and predicting what's going to take place in a couple of hours. Um, so we appreciate the work that you do to you. make sure that our students and staff arrive safely to school. And this is um, October 31st, Halloween. Yes, it And is. we did have <laughs> our first snow, like I think uh, yesterday or day before yesterday. Uh -huh. And then we had a you know decent snow last night. And so the roads are very slick today. And I know you're checking your phone and we have to, if we have to stop this halfway through, we will do it because I know that you have um, important decisions to make throughout the day today. So thank you for being here again. Um, I do think our parents need to hear that, you know, we have a lot of people out there making those decisions and uh, they go with the best information possible um, and try to go with, you know, what other, are there any other factors that go into making a decision about snow days? Well, I think part of it is the forecast, right? Um, we can, they don't always get it right. Um, you know, Kansas City is a big, um, you know, metropolitan area. So we're dealing with some of the conditions here that the city doesn't have or, or won't have. And then of course we've got, we've got it all. We've got country roads, we've got gravel, we got blacktop, we've got highways, two lane, four lane. We, we've got, we've got a big mix. So, um, uh, you know, another part of that is talking to other superintendents, um, what their road conditions are. What are they feeling? What are they seeing? What are they, what do they want to do? You certainly want to make uh, a decision that's best for your district, but you don't want to be the lone ranger out there either. While everybody else is going, you kind of close it down. So that that's a tough call too. So all the inputs um, it, it, essentially that we're, we're trying to get from weather, radio, traffic conditions, inputs from our guys on boots on the ground kind of thing, 
other superintendents have to boil down to, are we going or not? And that's, that's uh, uh, a, a call that we try to get right each and every time. And we take it very seriously. We put a lot of time and effort in, into that decision and, and hopefully we, we, we get it right. And I appreciate the fact that we're able to get that information fairly quickly on days where we do close um, for weather. You know, we think about, again, going back into the 80s, you know, looking and watching it go across the bottom of a TV sometimes um, and having to wait for your school district to go across, not getting phone calls, not getting texts or anything like that. And so it's it's nice now to have multiple options and ways to keep up on any type of school changes. And that's a good plug for uh, making sure that all of our families have um, texted yes to our um, phone system. And I apologize, I should have probably brought that number, but um, you can certainly get on our website and get that number as well. But um, texting yes to that opts you into all of those notices. And that is critical in being one of the first places to find out. I know I saw on Twitter this morning, Dr. Reich and uh, Laura Hewlett were having a battle about, I know they're constantly in a battle about who has the most followers. Um, and so they were, um, they were kind of bantering back and forth about, um, don't forget if you follow me, you're going to find out first, um, on Twitter (laughs) because Dr. Ike did say, you know, he is going to tweet out the information first, um, before he does anything else. But those text messages are critical for me as a parent and also for an employee to know exactly what's happening. So please opt in to our text message system. Uh, go on our website. It will tell you how to do that. Um, and then you will get the information very, very quickly. It's much easier than trying to watch the TV and hope that they have it right. So, Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, Laura does a great job uh, of communicating. And, and that is a very contentious issue with the central office as to who has the most uh, Are most you in followers. that battle at all? I am not. Are you on social media? No, I, okay. really, I really am not. Okay. Um, Good job. I'm so proud of you. I feel like it's so hard to battle this, like, don't be on social media. And you've put your foot down. Yeah, yeah I've been consistent. Do you still that. have an 8-track? Uh, no, oh, no okay. not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do think it's very hard not to be connected in that way when so much of our communication happens. But I do appreciate that you have um, made sure that, you know, you've, you, you, I mean, you've just said no. I'm like old school. Do you send notes? Yeah, written letters. <laughs> Do you fold them into yeah, triangles? Do you guys use mail? I, what is mail? Not email, <laughs> mail. No. Stamps, yes. Okay, here's a test while we're waiting for our student podcaster because that's up next, everybody. Um, when was the last time you bought a stamp? Oh, I buy them all the time because oh, I still, well, I still do my bills. I like to look at everything. I like to check everything over. I don't like to do the auto pay because that just feels way too out of my control. So I like to. And that's weird, Kelly. <laughs> High five. So yes. High five. Are you a, are you a <laughs> bill mailer too? Every one of them. Me too. Yes. Are no you afraid they're going to get again. lost in the mail? No. Never. Never, never also, had one last I also don't like to have companies have that much access to my bank accounts. And so that's, yes, another high five. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Five, yeah. This is great. Yeah. See, you're learning new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I'm literally old school. Me too. Where yeah. do you buy your stamps? Um, sometimes Quick Trip, sometimes the post office, sometimes Price Chopper. There's lots of places to buy I buy stamps. them at the grocery store. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I have not bought a stamp. <laughs> Years? At least one year. Really? Maybe more. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I buy them all the time. Okay. All the time. You yeah, know, I me too. I haven't had a check, a checkbook for nine months. Yeah, mine's in my car. I was going to say mine's in my purse yeah. right now. Do you <laughs> write checks. checks for things in stores? Um, Not no. typically, but I write checks for 
anything else that I need to, I mean, for like school stuff, for bills, mm-hmm. I write checks for everything. Oh yeah. I'd ask my husband for a check the other day because it was for school yeah. and I'm like, oh, I don't have any checks. <laughs> That's also how I get money out of them. It's, it's a trick. Now he knows, but just saying, I don't Hopefully have any checks. he doesn't checks. listen to this podcast. Well, he's probably going to, but oh, um, now the secret's out. Uh, and our student podcaster, Anna Campmeyer will be with us in just one second. Everyone, I'd like for you to meet the fantastic, the wonderful, the amazing Anna Campmeyer. Hi, Anna. Hi. Oh, background noise. I like it. The crowd goes wild. How are you? Good. It's early in the morning. Did you? Were you nervous about coming in today? Yeah. Why? You're so good at this. I don't know. <laughs> well, you, again, we always say you have a face for TV, not radio. So I wish everybody could see how smiley and wonderful you are today. But they'll just have to hear it through your voice. Did you know that people can hear you smiling when you are smiling and talking? Yeah. yeah I think so, too. <laughs> okay, tell me, whose class are you in, Anna? Miss Kirshner's class. Miss Kirshner's. So, okay, I don't know if you've seen a trend so far, but yes. three of our applicants have been from Miss Kirshner's class so far. The word is spreading, hopefully outside of Miss Kirshner's too. But do you guys talk about this in your class? Is that why you applied? No. How did you know about it? Because it was like by the lunchroom. Oh, so you saw it on our applications board. Very, very nice. Okay, Anna, sit close to the microphone because everybody wants to hear what you have to say. Dr. Gardner is here and he is waiting so anxiously to hear your questions. And these are really good questions. Yep. It's a, it, every time it gets just a little bit more exciting. <laughs> okay, Anna, why don't you ask your first question? Fire away. What's your favorite part of your job? Ooh, the favorite part of the job. Um, you know what? I love get, offering people jobs. That is um, the best part of what I do is after you interview everybody and to the moment where you know that they're going to be a great pirate and I get to offer them a job and they say yes. And that's a great feeling. That's a really great feeling to know that we hired another awesome person to be with kids. I felt like that one that Anna came in and applied and I got to hire her to be a podcast. <laughs> well, you made a good choice. Yes. Good question. Go for your second one. If a genie gave you three wishes, what would they be? Ooh, that is <laughs> always a tough one. Uh-huh. Well, of course, you know, you have to get a winning lottery ticket, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I see how you are. So you're, <laughs> that's a little greedy. No, you have to, you have to go that. You do, <clears throat> you do a lottery ticket so you can get more money. So it's like okay. two wishes in one. Are you, you also see wishing for more wishes? Is that no, one of your wishes? No, I, I, I don't okay. believe in more wishes. <laughs> you get three, you get okay. greedy, then you are. All right. You, you so start. lottery ticket. Yeah. What else? I think uh, the the second one uh, is is deeply personal, and that that has to do with um, um, like family health. I, I uh, have a sister that's going through uh, some pretty serious cancer, and uh, I would I would offer that uh, she would get better instantaneously, just magic wand, bing. Oh, uh, that would be my one. second yeah. wish. Um, third wish, you're going to be mad at me. Patriot oh. Super oh, Bowl victory. Do like you have your continuous on? Super Bowl Like Tom Brady play forever. <sighs> not not mm. gonna be granted. I don't know. Anna's in charge of the wishes. What do you <laughs> think? Are you gonna Anna? give him his wish? 
Are you a Patriots fan or are you a Chiefs fan or you don't care about football? Chiefs. Oh, okay. So I have a feeling this genie is not going to grant me. Yeah. What would you wish for, Anna? Um, a dog. Oh, oh okay. Kind of dog. A German Shepherd. German Shepherd. Why a German Shepherd? Because they're like really big dogs and I like big dogs. All right. They cuddle really good, don't they? Like sleep in your bed. Nice and warm. <laughs> perfect. Okay. Next, next one. What is your other oh, this two wishes? Perfect lead up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah she has two more wishes. Oh, two more wishes. I mean, okay. we don't, unless your genie is only giving her one no, wish. No, she gets two more. Um, ice cream. An ice cream buffet. Oh, okay. like every day forever or yeah. just one day until you're just oh. sick to your stomach? Forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> forever. It's a genie's wish. And... Presents every day. Presents every day. Because the feeling of getting a present is amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It doesn't even matter what's in it. It's the unwrapping of the present. The thought the behind it. Oh, yeah. The that. excitement. Do you like the Christmas time? Do you like the bags? Like you pull the stuffing out or whatever. Yeah. Do you like the box where you tear the paper? The box. I love that. Yeah, me too. I love that stuff. Traditional wrapping. You probably have something very <laughs> new and innovative that you use instead of wrapping. Yes, it's all electronic. <laughs> You know, you just unwrap dad, it virtually. <laughs> my dad is quite the character, so he'll like give you a big box, and you open that, and it's a yep. smaller box. Oh, you open he's that, one of those. Then guys. it's a smaller box, yes. and then by the time you get to fourth box, you're like, "Dad, is there it's anything a gift in card?" <laughs> That's what we do. Oh, yeah. that is so I much think it's fun. Great. Yeah. It's, it's it's a lot of fun. We did that last year. Did you? Yeah, that's fun. Were you wondering if there was going to ever be anything in it? I think if the box got so small, I'd be like, this is a joke on me, <laughs> and there's nothing in this present. It's really <laughs> enjoyable to watch you open it. Again and yeah. again. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, what's your next question? Uh, what's your favorite pet? Oh, it's got to be a dog. Got to be a okay, dog. Okay, do you have a dog? Well, I did. Okay. Oh. Um, he was a little, what they call a morky. He was a little What's white. It? It's a it's a Maltese and a, Yorkie. Yeah, it's a Maltese and a, and Maltese a Yorkie, Yorkie. Okay. mixed, and so they're about five and a half, six pounds. Okay. And did uh, you carry it around in a man purse? No, I didn't. I didn't carry it around. <laughs> did you much, dress it up? But uh, he was a great little whippersnapper. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he recently passed away. Oh. Uh, bitten by another dog. Oh gosh. And, uh, didn't What's make that? it, so it was really sad. Maybe but, you and um, Anna can go shopping for a new yeah, dog maybe together. Yeah, German Shepherd's way to go. Yeah. The big dogs, <laughs> big dog. right? Right. Yeah. Aww. So yeah, I would. I I think dogs. They're they're great. They're man's best friend, right? Right. Yes. And Anna's best friend. Yes. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> they can catch and fetch and retrieve yeah. and protect well, and go for walks for your own and, dogs. Yours can hear stuff at. They are good at that. <laughs> oh, okay, Anna. Next question. Um, if you could pick between gold or silver, what would you like most? Hmm, silver or gold? Um, it's going to be a practical decision I or an aesthetic decision? I would say gold. Yeah, I can make like a grill. Oh, that's not where I was going, but <laughs> yeah. I really wish you would. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with gold. Yeah. Uh, I pick silver. You would? Okay. I'm a silver girl too, Anna. Why silver? Because it's really like sparkly. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I just think silver looks better on 
but gold is worth more money. So it kind of depends if you're a practical person or if you're an aesthetic person. Now, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who look really good in gold, by the way. I'm just not one. So I like gold. I know you do. Because you look you always look <laughs> I good. I like gold. gold and sparkly. Yeah. Um if you could rename yourself, what would your name be? Rename <laughs> myself. Okay, okay, first of all, what is your full name, Dr. Gardner? Uh well, it is Robbie with a Y. That okay. is my legal. I thought it was I E. No, it, that is that is R-O-B-B-Y? Yeah. Two Bs? Okay. Yeah, that's a fact. Okay. It's not Robert. It's not Rob. It's Robbie. Okay. Oh, I yeah. like your parents for doing that. No, no, it, it is unusual. There are not like a lot it. of them. Um, Middle fact, name? Christopher. Okay. Yeah. A gardener's last name. Um, uh-huh. I, I would... <laughs> uh, hmm. I would have it be something... One not, name or a full name? Because, you know, there are a lot of people that just like Prince. Oh, or yeah, I'd, I'd have like the Madonna. full name. Full yeah. name. Okay. I'm not a one name kind of guy. Okay. What um, would your full name be? Hmm. Let's see. I would say, um, how about Kale? We almost named our son Kale, so okay. I like that. Kale. It's very, mm. very modern. Is it? Kale, I think so. Well, well, just gave a lot of people some good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Kale McLean. Oh, that? that's a really good name. It's very Irish. I like that name. Kale McLean. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I would <laughs> okay. rename myself. Anna, I know you, you. I mean, you're just only, how, many, how old are you? Eight. Eight years away from your naming day. Your birthday. So what do you, if you were going to pick a different name, what would it be? Chloe. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think there's a lot of Chloe's out there that are like, I wish my name was Anna. Mm -hmm. You think? (laughs) Okay. Is that your last question? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't know if I can just let you go that quickly. What are you going to be for Halloween tonight? A witch. A witch. Do you have the whole costume? Yeah. Ready to go? Are you wearing any makeup? Uh, I don't know yet. Okay. I'm also doing a little bit of a um, survey. Are you going house to house in your neighborhood or do you only go to people's houses, you know, like grandparents and friends and stuff like that? Um, house to house. Okay. It's still happening. I was a little yeah. nervous this was going to stop at some point and people would just go to trunk or treats or to nursing homes or to other places where it feels safer. Yeah. And so I'm glad that we're still rocking the neighborhood um, trick or treating. Okay, so you're going to get all bundled up tonight and go because it is a snowy Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll have fun tonight. Be safe. All right, Anna. Thanks for being here. Wasn't Anna great? She was fantastic. I love having student podcasters. Had great questions. Great questions. I always feel like we get information about people that we've yeah. never asked before and have never have never known. So this I was, agree. This is fun getting this information from you. Okay. Pirate Pride moment. Let's our Pirate Pride moment, as we know, um, is really our highlight from the last week that makes us proud to be in Pirate Nation and a part of this fantastic team. So Callie, you want to start us off? I will do that. Um, my Pirate Pride moment for this week is actually about to start in, let me see. Um, 
about 23 minutes. About? <laughs> about 23 minutes. We have um, a visitors from another school district that are mm-hmm. coming to our building today to tour the building and to really see all of the leadership um, that is taking place um, from our students and to get to see what Seacrest is all about. And it is awesome to be so proud of the work that is done here by our kids, by our staff, and to really get to show that and share that with other districts um, just makes me really proud to be a pirate. Yeah, that is great. And I'm excited for them to be here too, just because it's fun to network with other people and yes. get some ideas from, from them, them too. Yeah. 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 Dr. Gardner, pirate pride moment. Oh, uh, let's see. I delivered shivers, at least half of them, yesterday to a team. Essentially, a parent had emailed and said, what a wonderful team. Um, they made their um, their son feel welcome and special and, and cared for and it's had kind of a tough time and tough transition. And it was, it was great to award a team um, something for being student focused and for doing the right thing. And that, that is so enjoyable for me to, to go out and, and spend time telling people the things that you're doing are working. They're noticed they're they matter. Um, and, and, um, to keep it up. And I think that's, uh, kind of the reasoning behind why, why we do it. And I think, uh, we see things like this every day from classified, certified admin, and it's, uh, it's just a wonderful thing that we do here in Pirate Nation. Yeah. I, my Pirate Pride moment comes back to um, the things that we do to support kids of all different levels, socially, emotionally, behaviorally, all of those things. Today is a day where our teachers come together. They give up their plan time to come together to talk about how we can best support our kids and make sure that we have all of the nets underneath them that we need to to support them, no matter what they are, those varied needs come in um, in all different shapes, sizes, and and packages. And so when our team gets together, we say, um, what reading strategy can we use to support XYZ? What behavioral strategy can we do to support XYZ? And the whole team comes together and really comes up with ideas and uh, brainstorms. And it really gives a feeling that these aren't just um, the classroom teacher's kids. Yeah, they're, they're our school's kids. They are our community's kids. And we need to provide as many supports as we can to make sure that they have the best chance to reach their own goals, uh, the district's goals, the state's goals, um, our community's goals, um, and so that they can be exactly who they want to be when they get older. So this is the first day we do this, and um, we do it every six weeks to make sure that we're revisiting those topics, even though teachers are doing it daily in their classroom. Um, And so I'm proud that people are able to gather around the table and have that kind of conversation about our kids. Okay, Pirate Pride makes us all happy to be pirates. Let's talk a little bit about your role as the HR person, human resources. And you said your favorite part of your job was hiring people. Talk to us a little bit about how that's changed over the years, because you've been doing this role for quite a while. And it has changed and the needs of what we bring to our kids in the classroom have changed. And so kind of talk to us about that evolution of human resources and hiring and and what we're looking for um, to be a pirate. Well, I think it's a good question. I think, um, you know, change is inevitable about uh, what districts are asked to do or want to do. And I think that starts with kind of creating an identity and a purpose for uh, our district and trying to um, have a process that extracts um, and can sift through the many applicants to find the right people to do the job. Um, I think, you know, in the, in the olden days, so to speak, it was all paper-based applications, 
You got um, who was close enough to bring the application to you. Right, right. It was word of mouth, um, whereas now today it's all online. You, you, you can uh, apply from your, you know, living room table or, what you know, your phone or whatever. Um, a lot of the interview processes that we've done or developed have been um, through a series of years of, okay, um, who do we want? How are we going to find them? What kind of questions do we have to ask to kind of sift through uh, the many applicants. I think the job boards or postings are all electronic now, um, using like Handshake or Facebook or Twitter or um, you know district websites. And of course, there are there are school based or educational based websites that we post. So uh, it has changed. I think um, uh, one of the things I think that makes us a little unique for uh, Platte County is when we when we interview for teaching positions. Um, not only are they asking and answering questions related to our vision, mission, and values, but uh, we, we take them through a three-step process, as you guys know, kind of a screening interview, a second-tier interview, and then we have them teach. We have them go into the classroom for what we call a performance event. Um, it's, it's good that they uh, can answer the questions and they're related um, to what we believe, but can they can they talk the talk and walk the walk? And if we see that um, person teaching a, a small group of kids and believe that they can um, do what they say, it's a wonderful kind of test or balance for us to say um, we've seen it, we believe it. Now let's let's get them let's get them hired. And so I, I think that's um, one of the things the evolutions that we've done with our hiring processes, and we've we've done that to some degree with some of our classified staff. Uh, where we feel it's appropriate. But I, I think that's kind of what we do in in our district is we try to make um, efforts to continuously improve, to make it more efficient, more effective, and, and, and hit the target more than we miss the target. And I think, um, you know, one of the ways we evaluate if we're hiring the right people is looking at their longevity and their reten- our retention rate and kind of comparing it with what the state average is and, and making sure that... Uh, we're surveying and, and getting um, kind of hearing the voice of, of our internal customers and making sure that we know um, what we're getting right and what we what we need to do to improve. And then we drill that down with focus groups. And uh, right now, the superintendents are going around to every building and making ourselves available to people that are interested in talking and getting more feedback. So I think uh, all of that goes back to um, um, trying to make sure that we understand what our workforce needs are and then building processes to ensure that we're um, um, meeting those needs and selecting the right people. I think it's, um, most people think of human resources, the hiring or firing process, right? Those two things that kind of live in um, their own vacuum. And I think that from the time somebody um, considers our district, even before they put in the application is where HR starts. And then uh, they put in the application, that process has to be smoother. It turns off people. Um, then the process of interviewing, the process of hiring, the process of retaining and maintaining the best personnel, all the entire life of their career, um, from the time that they decide to be a teacher to the time they decide they don't want to be a teacher or a bus driver or something else is really your wheelhouse, which is a huge, huge undertaking. Yeah, we almost have uh, close to 600 employees, and some of those are constantly, you know, leaving, retiring. Um, um, 
coming in. I think part of our job really, as you spoke to, is kind of onboarding them and making sure they understand what our culture and our climate um, will be within the department and the school, but also kind of our expectations for how they're going to conduct themselves. And that's why we spend so much time on our vision, mission, and values. We want to make sure that people understand um, it's the right fit for them. Right. It has to be the right fit right. for them. Right. It can't or just be the right fit for us. Or they're the right they're not going to be happy as employees. And and um, so they have a choice. They have a decision to make. And, and we're pretty transparent about that through our hiring process and, and also through our onboarding process. That isn't just a one and done. It's It needs to be continuous. We need to continue to engage them and make sure that they, uh, uh, again, have voice and that we're listening to that voice and that we, we sometimes can, can change some of the things that we're doing. Uh, improve, stop doing some of those things. Um, so it's it's a constantly evolving kind of ebb and flow of of trying to meet what what our kids uh, want well, to say, what what our kids deserve, and what our parents expect. Hmm. I like that. What would you say is your biggest brag for human resources right now? So I know that's a weird question, but I do think at some point you have to be like, this is why I keep doing this job every day. Um, I think the easy question is being surrounded by good people, but what does that mean? Uh, do we have better retention rates? Do we have better, um, do we attract um, a higher quality um, applicant? What, what are the things that you're most proud of in that department? Well, I think one of the things, uh, it has to start with team. You have to get the right people on your team and they have to have um, specialties um, and I think I have a great team. I've worked with some wonderful people at Central Office to do a good job of taking care of people that are interested and want information, that are current employees, that are retirees, um, that people that have left um, that need information. I, I think they're just as helpful as those that are coming in for the first time, kind of, uh, what do I do? How do I, how do, I do this? Hel- I need help. And they're, they're a wonderful group of people. They're resourceful. They're smart. They're personable responsive. And I think that's where it starts. And the second thing I would say is we spent a lot of time building processes. I think um, um, we've, we've done that with principals to make sure that we're, we're getting it right. We've done that with supervisors and we spend a lot of time looking and examining what we're currently doing. Is it good enough? Where can we improve? How do we change it or, uh, you know, make, make little tweaks or big tweaks? Um, and I, I think that's one of the things from a department standpoint that we've really um, spent a lot of time on. And I think, you know, kind of bearing the fruits of our labor. I think we're really good at uh, pulling data and looking at that, and making sure that um, kind of benchmarking, we're, we're using it as a flashlight. Um, how are we doing with retention rate? How are we doing with employee and job satisfaction? How are we doing, um, you know, going around talking to people or with our focus groups with classified committee or team Platte County? Um, which are groups of representatives of, of employees from either the classified side or the certified side. Um, you know, you can, t- you can tell a lot by your culture um, um, with those meetings. Um, and, and I think ultimately that, that uh, dictates our, our, our climate. And if our climate is good, people tend to stay. They're happy. Um, they're, they come to work. They are engaged in their work. And ultimately, our, our kids benefit from that. And I think those are those are some of the things that we use to to judge or evaluate our progress or uh, our, our determine our areas for improvement. I think having the right people with a lot of skill sets is an asset for our district. And while we're on that topic, speaking of skill sets, 
Dr. Wright shared with us his love of art and music. Uh Dr. Brown displayed his love of music. I heard that. Uh I know that you guys are a competitive group, the three of you. And in that competition goes (laughs) to great lengths in lots of areas. And we all, as side participants Uh in your competition, enjoy that competition. And, And we've heard through the grapevine that you may have a love for music as well. Who doesn't? Uh huh. Oh, good answer. <laughs> Tell us how your this is a piece of information nobody's going to know. Well, until we put it on this podcast, in which case then everybody will know. Yes. What would you like to share about your love for music? Oh boy. He's weighing right now, folks, the in his mind. Turning red. Uh-huh. If he's going to say it out loud or not. My <laughs> first album. What? Wait, you what? had an album. Uh, yeah, really? The first album, my grandma bought it uh, for us. My brother and I were at uh, Walgreens, I think. Okay. Um, I love Walgreens. And he bought, it was it was a tough choice, by the way. Okay. I wanted, it was a decision between Huey Lewis and the News Sports. Oh, yeah. That was a good album. Did you remember that one, no, Kelly? No. It oh, good it's one. good. It, it good. is good. <laughs> and Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. Oh, boy. Okay. And I picked. Motley Crew. And okay. your grandma bought that for you? She didn't know what oh. she was buying. I think Shout Out the Devil should have given her a so, little bit. So, yeah, hint. we get home and Scott, my brother, puts his on, and you know, that's radio music, uh-huh. right? And then and you then put I yours put on. My, <laughs> it did not go well. Uh, yeah, that quickly got taken off. Uh, but, so, yeah. was that the beginning of your, your famous music? Yes, career? I think it was. I, I think it was. How did that blossom? And to something else. I think like any uh, uh, malleable youngster, uh, you start uh, thinking about what resonates with you as a person. And Uh um, I think um, um, I like listening to music. I I like um, what it does to your soul. And you remember that, that movie, Pretty Woman, where Richard Gere's yep. in the balcony is talking about opera yes, and how some people it will never hold um, in their soul. Yes. They'll understand it, but it, it just won't be that. Music to me speaks to my soul. I like uh, the emotion behind it. I like the, the uh, imagery and the, the pageantry of some of the, the 80s and 90s bands. I like that stuff. Um, but I, you know, I love the the embedded kind of challenge of telling a story and setting it to music, and and you only have so much time and and so many you know verses to do it in. It's it's a craft, and it's um, um, it, it's uh, at least it used to be um, one of the passions that I had, and and I think ultimately when when um, I decided, you know. This speaks to me. This is this is good stuff. Uh, I asked my parents if I could, uh, um, or if they would buy me a guitar because I wanted okay. to take guitar lessons, right? Um, because a couple of my friends were 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 doing that, and uh, I went to what was it, Antioch Mall? Yes, oh, yeah. I remember Antioch store. Mall. Yes, I forget what it was. Antioch Music. They had store. Orange Julius, um, and, and so yeah. I I bought a guitar and I started taking these lessons, like an acoustic guitar. I uh, know it was an electric. electric. Oh, yeah. you went straight okay. for the electric guitar. Uh, yeah, wow. and then my grandma gave me an, uh, an acoustic guitar that that she had. Okay. Um, so I had two, right? And so I started taking lessons from this guy named JP. Okay. And um, he was a great teacher, and I um, 
Uh, I learned a lot of things about teaching from him. I, I learned a lot of things about um, um, melodies and chords and, and things of that nature. So, um, you know, one thing leads to another and, and your buddies start kind of garage banding it, right? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Oh, so. Hold on a second. <laughs> one thing doesn't always lead to that other. Well, sometimes it does. It, it does. It does. Okay. But I think it's unique that yours led to a garage, a garage band. band. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Literally in a garage. Literally in, in, a, garage. in a garage. Okay. But one of the guys that we played with, had his, his, um, uh, stepdad worked in a warehouse, so okay. we we upgraded. Ooh, it was like band. you go from okay. like a, a small club to an arena, okay. right? Because oh. now it starts sounding pretty then good. Did you play for other people? Well, eventually, yes. Okay, you know, besides like what was us, the name of your five. is your is the name of your band uh, something you can say on a clean podcast? Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, what, it, what it was is. it? Um, well, we had we had a couple different ones, but it was it was good stuff. And the name. Of the band, it was called Freak Show. Oh. Well, one of them. Was called Freak Show. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. this is okay, so, so amazing! How many, wait, how wait, so people... hold on. Wait, you can't just blow by that <laughs> because right now yep. I am looking at the most clean cut. Well, that's what I was going to say. What it, what was your hairstyle like when you played for this mm. band called well, Freak Show? It was show. longer than okay. than current. How, how long are we talking here? Um, you know, <laughs> longer um, than Callie's. Oh no, longer okay. than mine. Yes. Oh. Pretty long. Okay. Yeah. Um, was your hair? I, I know somebody, dark, light. Did you dye it? Somebody has a uh, <laughs> a high school yearbook over at the high school. Oh. Um. That has one a junior or senior picture. I'm by my locker. Oh, you went to Platte County High School? No, I went to oh. uh, Park Hill High School. Uh, I was going to say I thought you went to Park Hill, but um, um, but it's got a picture of you by with your long hair. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm going to see if I can um, find that, people. Was it long, dark hair, long, blonde hair? Whatever. Well, I, I honestly, I put highlights. That's in what it I wondered. It, <laughs> it frosted it, I think is what it was called back in the day. Yes. It a cap, frosted right? tips. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Uh, I love that. Yeah, and funny. I feel like maybe you might have pulled into first place on that one. Yeah. I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, the fact that you had a warehouse band and this warehouse band played for yeah, quite well, a few we people. played for quite a few people at times. What are we thousand. talking? Yeah. thousand. Yeah. yeah. So wow. we did a lot of, um, you know, weekend, evening, bars, you know, that kind of stuff. Was your stuff on cassette tape, 8-track, or CD? Uh, well, it wasn't on 8-track. Uh, we did some recording, but not a lot. Okay. Uh, we just, like I said, it was mainly like an entertainment bar, okay. um, uh, weekend kind of things and, and, and shows like that. So... Um, it's not a big deal, but, it was but sure I feel a lot like it's something that we could find some research on. I don't know. Maybe they this music. Uh, yeah. They probably burned you, it long ago. Or if or you're, or over. yeah, if you are were a big um, fan of Freak Show back in the day, <laughs> please call please in. Let us uh, yes, I'm sure. That, yeah. I'm sure you get. A lot I mean, of the calls. fact that you had that hairstyle too, I feel like that puts you right to the top. Yeah, it does for sure. Yeah. And if if Brown and Reich want to get into this like battle, we'll need to see some haircuts from. Yeah, him. Mike Brown had some pretty. Pretty he had a mullet, though, I think. He, yes, he, he curled it. <laughs> he, he, he yeah. Another 80s trend. Yes, yeah. yes. And it's also back. Perming and mullets yes, are back. Yes, I did not bad, know that. Yeah, yeah, my son has not a good. Huh. <laughs> the 80s called. They wanted to hit their hair back, <laughs> yeah. so Alex gave it to them. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. last but funny thing. We were sitting here, and Anna was leaving. Yes. Anna Kantmeyer, our, our student podcaster. Oh, yes. And um, <laughs> I said, hey, Anna, this is all – this is so exciting. You're going to be out there. You're going to be anybody in – across the world can listen to you. I said, 
we even had somebody from Switzerland last week listen. <laughs> and she goes, my mom went to Switzerland last week. Burp, top totally my bubble. bursted your bubble. <laughs> I was so excited that somebody from Switzerland and Zurich was, and she goes, yeah, my mom was there last week. And I was like, oh. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm super excited that she's a world traveler, A, and yeah. that she was listening to our podcast in Zurich, Switzerland. Yes. But I was, it was an instantaneous <laughs> downer for me that we she goes my mom was I, she couldn't the timing was perfect yeah, it but was. it was great so we had to have a good laugh about that dr gardner thank you so thank much you. for being here enjoyed being here thanks right. a lot all right have a good one it's always a great day to be a pirate 